Tuesday, September 28th, 2021, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I'm your host, Marcelo Pico, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society, uh, here to introduce the the latest episode, this week's episode, episode 94 of the Talk Film Society podcast. My guest this week is Matt Curione, co-host of Monsters Never Die and the Talk Film Society podcast network. He and I will talk about his top 25 films of all time. Yes, this is another episode uh, where we talk about somebody's top 25, and uh, it's part of our TFS 100 series. Uh, go to talkfilmsociety.com slash TFS 100. That's TFS 100 uh, to vote in our poll because we are uh, counting up your ballots. Uh, we're... We're adding up, you know, the, the 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 votes, and we're coming up with a top 100 list, the top 100 films of all time, according to you, according to us, according to everybody, uh, reading, listening, writing, podcasting, for and to uh, talk from society. And that makes sense, right? Yeah, uh, making it as clear as possible. And again, go to TFS uh, 100. Uh, the link is talkfilmsociety.com/tfs100. We can vote for for your top 25 of all time. Um, yeah, go to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash talkfilmsociety, uh, for bonus episodes just to support us. Cause yeah, every, every little bit helps, uh, in running a website. Um, that's where we get the money to put up the episodes and to host the website and to pay for the, uh, the podcasting, uh, 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 sites that we post our episodes on. Yes, that, that's me being a businessman right now. Uh, that's where the money comes from. Uh, that's what the money's for. It's a madman quote. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, this one, this will, this intro will be kind of short. Um, just want to get this episode out because um, it's a good one. Again, me and Matt. You know Matt. I mean, if you're a fan of Talk from Society, uh, you know Matt Carrion. Um, and yeah, it's a good listen. Uh, uh, Matt's always good to talk to. Uh, oh, I guess I should do this segment since I'm doing this now regularly. Uh, my pick of the week, my watch of the week. Uh, I watched this for the first time, finally. Uh, waited years and years, uh, but I finally got a chance to watch Dune, the 1984 Dune by David Lynch, the last Lynch uh, on my list to see of his filmography. I got to see that in a the theater. Uh, so my first time seeing that movie was in a theater, and I don't know even I don't even know what to say about it. Um, if you've never seen it, check it out. You know, as as a Lynch fan or as a fan of uh, weird '80s uh, sci-fi movies, um, it's definitely one to see. I guess it's more sci-fi fantasy. But I'm glad I saw it on the big screen. Um, I also did buy the Arrow uh, 4K release of Dune which I'm going to rewatch soon enough. Um, I'm getting excited. I'm getting ready for the new uh, Denis Villeneuve, if that's how you pronounce his name, uh, his Dune. I'm seeing that on a big screen, biggest screen possible. Um, but yeah, I had to see the original Lynch Dune uh, just to get myself ready, and uh, don't regret it. It's it's a wild movie. I, I, nothing anybody has said or anything I've read uh, could prepare me for how crazy um how wild that 1984 dune is but yeah it's on hbo as of this recording 
I'm looking at the page right now. Um, so check it out if you have HBO Max. Um, check out Dune. That's my uh, nearly 40-year-old recommendation. There you go. Dune. And hopefully uh, I'll have somebody on the podcast to talk about the new Dune. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's enough intro. Uh, I already told you. TFS 100, go there. Vote. A Patreon. Go support us. Follow us on Twitter at TalkFilmSOC. And yeah, um, thanks for listening. We're fast approaching 100 episodes of this podcast. I've been doing for seven years now. Um, and uh, I am starting to cook some stuff up for the 100th episode and also November uh, being the fifth anniversary of Talk From Society. I'll do something special. We'll see. Uh, but that's it. For now, this is something special. Enjoy this. Enjoy me and Matt Curion discussing Matt's top 25 films of all time. And before we get started, Matt, uh, and this is why I, I needed you to send me your list beforehand, I'm going to actually oh read your list. I'm going to read your list because there are no surprises oh, no. on this show. the The list is I online. Like the list is. I think I, I uh, what I also did was just I, I looked at your the, the the list you sent me is your list on Letterboxd. So it is. Yeah. So go there if you follow Matt already go on his letterbox and find this list or look up matt stalk um, me <laughs> and this list will also be on the episode page of the podcast on talkfromsociety.com but if you don't want to if you don't want to look through those lists you know you can sit down right now wherever you are sit down get ready because i'm going to read out the list right now before we get started just so we know what we're working with okay um and right now, Matt is waving at somebody off screen, so I don't know what's going on over there. Waving at the dog. Okay. Uh, maybe Today, it's us. just me and the dog with a day off. It's lovely. And also, we're not in person. We're uh, doing this video call, which it's it's fine. I never do video yes. calls with anybody. but it's also We will just... meet one day. Sure, sure. Don't it, worry. It's almost distracting having you on video, Matt. All right. Um, so <laughs> here's Matt's top 25 uh, in order. From 25 to 1. Here we go. 25, Ocean's Eleven from 2001. 24, Blue Velvet. 23, Lilo and Stitch. 22, The Purple Rose of Cairo. 21, Batman Returns. 20, Halloween from 1978. 19, Francis Ha. 18, Akira. 17, Jurassic Park. 16, Magnolia. 15, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. 14, Sleepy Hollow. 13, Ghostbusters from 1984. 12, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. 11, Vertigo. 10, All the President's Men. 9, Eyes Wide Shut. 8, Cloud Atlas. 7, Casino. 6, The Insider. 5, Michael Clayton. 4, Blade Runner. 3, Apocalypse Now. 2, Hannah and Her Sisters. And 1, you guessed it, Alien from 1979. Big shock. Wow. So that's the list, Matt. So first question I ask everybody who comes on the show and tell, tells me their top 25 of all time, how hard was it to make this list? Well, I put this list together a couple years ago when I started thinking of it. And uh, basically since then, it's just been me rearranging things and uh, putting things in order. I mean, the whole list is basically 
my personal canon, like just movies that I I love. So it's pretty varied. It's kind of all over the place. The higher you get in numbers, but uh, yeah, after the top ten, there's really no ranking. It's kind of just, hey, I love this. So, so I guess we because now we can talk about the ones that were almost on your list, because how when you do your relisting or when you do your rearranging, what's like the big the last big drastic change to the list to the top twenty five? Like, was there one that just popped in? In the last few weeks, or has it just been mostly the same? And also, what are your uh, honorable mentions? Hmm. Uh, well, <laughs> Jaws and Blue Velvet recently uh, moved around a bit because Jaws so they kind of swapped the list. They kind of swapped. They kind of swapped places. Oh, I see. I, mean, I already, I already have a lot of Spielberg in my top twenty-five, so you know, something had to make the cut. And uh, recently, Unforgiven moved high up, as well as. Uh, Oh, Heat also got bumped out of the top 25, so that's fine. Yeah, so uh, it happens. Uh, what I found for me is, like, after 20 or so, that's where it gets hard. Cause, it's like, just a jumble. It's, it's a jumble. Just... It is a jumble, yeah. Yeah. Because for me, I, I've had my top two in place forever. Those are easy. Then after that, the tw- the 10 is, like, pretty much solid. The 20 isn't solid, but then, like, the rest is... Is a mess. Um, I'm, I still need yeah. to rewatch some movies uh, to, I guess, uh, uh, make a better top twenty-five uh, for me. And I've also been what talking, is your top two? Uh, my, oh, my top two. I I I, I can say this because uh, it's no big deal because I've said this uh, almost every episode. Number I think one, I know one of them. Okay, can you guess what my either one of my number one or two? Scott Pilgrim. That's one. Do you know what my number two okay. is? No idea. Inglorious Bastards. That's my number two. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a really, really good movie. Yeah, that's one and two. And after that... No Tarantino in my top 25. How about that, huh? Interesting, yeah, yeah. You have... Okay, and then another question I ask people, or something I, I touch on, is like, uh, you obviously... I already know the answer, because you have... Um, let me see. Let me let me scroll through this list and arrange them in a certain way. So you have three Spielbergs. Uh, you have two Ridley Scotts, you have two Woody wow. Allens, you have two Tim Burtons. Um, you really do not throw caution to the wind. Is that the phrase? Nope. Uh, sure. <laughs> the caution, you're like, fuck it. That's the new phrase now. Uh, because yeah. with some people, it's like, oh, you know, I want to, uh, for my top 25, I want to have at least one, just one director, one movie. And that's it. No thanks. Yeah, uh, nope. but you're like can't you don't do care. it. No, no. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I like Ridley Scott. I, I and, love Tim Burton. What am I gonna do? And you obviously, not have them on there. You obviously love uh, Steven Spielberg. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he's you know, pretty good, Marcelo. He's pretty good. I don't, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if you recall, but we did a whole series on him. Oh, did we? We should. We should yeah. eventually go back to that and make. We sh- should, because he does have a new one coming out. Oh, does he? Oh, does he? Yeah. Wow. Um, it's the musical he's doing. The musical. He's doing a musical. He's doing a, f- he's doing a feature-length version of the opening scene from Temple of Doom. It's going to be lovely. Oh, that's going to be amazing. We should do a whole series on that, just alone. <laughs> we should. Um, just that opening sequence. <laughs> so why don't we talk about Steven Spielberg? Okay. Sure. Since he's the one who's most appeared on your list. So... At number 12, it's Close Encounters. At number 15, uh, Last Crusade. And number 17, Jurassic Park. Um, yes. He's the director who's shown up the most at three. 
Uh, and you said Jaws almost made the list, right? Almost. 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 Um, but I don't know. It's I like, mean, Jaws is a given. It's it's like, yeah, we know. It's, it's a great movie. It's one of the best ever made. Everyone loves it. It's a given that, you know, that's a lot of people's favorites. Now, are these like kind of like, because uh, we mentioned a jumble... Do these rank like equally to you? Does the does the ranking here not really matter? Because they're so close together. They're at 12, 15, and 17. Uh, How Other uh, than Close Encounters, it changes by the day. Okay. But Close Encounters for you is your top Spielberg, without a doubt, right? I, al- I also think it's his best. Oh, you think Close Encounters is his best? Mm, I, th- sure. I love when he writes his own movies. It doesn't happen often, but when he does, he knocks it out of the park. Let me ask you this. Um... Because I'm sure we've talked about this on the Spielberg show that we did years ago, uh, which we, yes. we 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 didn't even name the name of. And I, I should bring it back in a way because it's kind of buried in our feed. But we did yeah, a we, we should did, do a bonus episode for West Side Story, honestly. Yeah, no, I mean we should do. I mean it's not a bonus; it'll be a legit episode. Uh, we should do a bonus yeah. episode leading up to that, just to say, hey, remember we did a Spielberg yes. podcast? But hey, remember called, this? <laughs> it was called Spielberg Thirty Three Thirty Three. Uh, where yes. uh, you were the host for every episode except one, and I was the uh, ombudsman. That's that's a thing I the did. The ombudsman. Yeah, yes. and I, I did research for all the episodes. Um, but I'm sure we talked about you did the research. I just watched the movies. It was yeah. great. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you talked about this on the third kind episode on the Close Encounters episode. But I mean, oh, oh, actually, remind me what's your what's your go to cut? Because there's at least three cuts of the movie, right? Ah, oh, jeez. Probably, probably the director's cut or the theatrical. I could go either way. Remind me of the difference between both. Oh, he goes to space in the director's cut. He does no. <laughs> does he go to space in all? And there's oh, more okay. alien shots. That's right. There's yeah. more alien shots. You see more of the aliens. Yeah. In one of the cuts, don't you see inside the ship? Yeah, that's the special edition. Okay, that's that's Sorry. the third cut. Yeah, it's fine. Yes, um, it's alright. See this. This just reminds me that I need to watch uh, Third Kind again. I, I need to see the that book again. is good too. Oh, it's based on a book. No, it's not. It's the novelization that Spielberg wrote. Oh, the novelization. Of- he wrote the novelization too. And uh, I picked it up this summer at a uh, thrift store randomly. And uh, yeah, real good. Yeah, good. Yeah, he should write more. He should. He I should. Think- I think he's co-writing... He's his a man new, of many talents. He's co-writing his new movie that's based on his life. He's, the Seth Rogen joint. Yes. Yeah. He's co-writing that one, so he's back. Um, but, I mean, you can't grow with Tony Kushner. I mean, uh, for, for a writer and a director, I mean, come on. That guy's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, Last Crusade, uh, your favorite. You have, a, you have a trend where you pick... You tend to go with a third movie in a series as your favorite. And I can only think of two, two examples. Indiana Jones okay. and The Godfather. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And on some days Batman Forever, but uh whatever. You know what? Yeah, on on most days, not today, because <laughs> I see your number 21 not today. is is different. Yes. Um No, but, I love uh, Last Crusade. Um I still remember my dad taking me to see that in the theater opening weekend and uh it was wild for 5-year-old me. 5 years old, yeah. Good summer. Good summer, Marcelo. We saw that, Ghostbusters 2, and Batman in the span of, like, two months. What a summer Ooh. that was. That sounds Love amazing. 
I, I wish I had the uh, the brain power to process that as a kid. Uh, but I was only. I still remember Ghostbusters too. They oversold the show, so kids were sitting in the aisles, running up and down. <laughs> it was a crazy screening, That's... and uh, yeah, great times. They didn't care about fire codes in the I know. 80s, Marcelo. That's, Come on. It's a fire hazard. What's going on there? And, and this is New Jersey, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, and hey, Jurassic Park. That's... I clo- do you remember we did a show called Hey, What You Watching? Great movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did that. I, I, I've been thinking about this lately. Like, uh, we still do it every once in a while. Oh yeah, every once in a while, like every every quarter. Um, yeah. But uh, that question we always ask people: It's like, hey, what was the first movie you saw in a theater? That was I, like the main answer that people used to give. Yeah, Jurassic Park was the main answer. Is that yeah. wild? Or it's pretty know, cool, interesting, or just yeah, the 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 age of people. The, the the median age of people we got on the show, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. That in nineteen, they were adults. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that was their first movie in a theater. Um, yeah, because uh, that movie, that movie still works. Jurassic Park Ble- still, uh, blew still my so mind when I was a little kid. Blows my mind now. I mean, those are some real deal with the devil effects they have there because they look great. They hold the hell up, man. It, yeah, it's Jurassic Park. Come on. <laughs> It's it's amazing. I I finally saw that in the theater. Well, now it's been ten years because I saw it in two thousand eleven. Yeah. Um, I saw that when they did the three D uh, re release. Oh that yeah, was I, really good. I saw that too. wasn't as impressed because I saw it is. Uh, I mean, it was, they did a pretty good job. I mean, it's it was no you know Terminator two three D. No, but but still, it was still really good. But uh, Jurassic Park has become my go to. Let's test out the sound system. Oh yeah, movie. I just throw on the T Rex scene. I'm like, does this sound good? Oh, the dog ran out of the room. Yeah, no, this <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> that uh, the moment the the T Rex escape. Seeing that in a the theater, mm-hmm. top five experiences in Buck theater wild. ever. It's insane. Buck wild. It's insane. It's so good. It, Scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, it still works. It still works. Scared the hell out of me. I thought that was a real dinosaur. <laughs> Speaking of scary, okay, that's Spielberg, okay, and and for more, go check out Spielberg thirty three thirty three. It's I'm sure it's still coming in the feed. It's, yeah, it's coming back it's around somewhere. I'll, I'll I'll put the episodes up so people can find it easily. Uh, it's it was a good series. Uh, Tim Burton is another one where you went. Hey, let's add two Tim Burtons on this list. Here's a hot take. Pretty good director. He's pretty good. How do you feel about has the man? Like, has like has like two movies I actively don't like which uh, uh, other than uh, that i think he's pretty damn good i should say of the ones you've seen have you seen all tim burton movies i have seen every tim burton movie you have seen every single one it's only two you don't like i believe i've seen every one yeah okay i'm not i'm just surprised because even i haven't seen all of them yet um Uh, i believe i have what are the two you don't like uh charlie and the chocolate factory okay and planet of the apes that's it. You you like? I think those are huge. I think those are huge mistakes. What about Alice in Wonderland? Making the making the humans talk in Planet of the Apes is such a huge misstep. Uh, yeah. No. I, no. Listen. I'm I'm in agreement with you. That that movie doesn't work. Um, Not at all. Not at all. It's bad. The first time I saw it was a couple years ago, and I was like, "Why are the people talking? He's supposed to be the only one who can speak." That's kind of the whole gist of the story. What about Alice in Wonderland? It's enjoyable. 
Uh, I uh, I actually have a good time with that. I like the visuals, and uh, it's it's a pretty good telling of the original story. It's better than the Disney, than the Disney animated one. That may be the only one I actively really hate of his movies that I've seen. <laughs> because, yeah, that was painful. No, I have, I'm thinking about it. I have seen everything he's done. Okay, okay. I'm just making sure. Just making sure. Because you, you, you got me there. I still haven't seen Big Fish. That's a big blind spot for me. I'll uh, never watch that movie again. Uh, I, uh, because it's uh, too painful to watch? It, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a great, great fucking movie, but uh, I don't think I'll be able to handle it ever oh. again. Oh, I think I kind of know. Yeah, I think I know why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay. And I don't want to make it seem... I, uh, yeah, I bring that up his movies generally because I still think sometimes he, he does make good movies because I think some people think he may have lost a step, which is kind of true. But when I see something like Dumbo, I'm a big Dumbo defender. I like hey, Dumbo. Marcello. What? Dumbo. Great. <laughs> yeah. Dumbo's really good. I Dumbo, wrote, great. Love I, it. I went in blind for a press screening back when I did press screenings. I knew of nobody's reaction to it before I saw it. So I made up my own opinion, which is great. I walked out of theater. Very much said, enjoyed it. I walked out of theater. And said this is this is good. I wrote a good. I wrote a yeah. positive review, and then you know days later I found out people hate it, and I'm like, I, yeah, you guys, whatever, just, yeah, whatever. But I even I, really like his X Men movie. That was cool. Oh yeah, that one. The 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 Peregrine is that the one I'm thinking? Yeah, of? yeah. yeah. Peregrine's home for whatever misfit kids. It's. Tim Burton's X Men and it that, freaking owns. That's fine. That's good. I mean, I I I enjoyed that. Um, but yeah. But anyway, I think he still has the magic in him. But let's go yeah, back to but, but, let's go back to when he when we all really knew he still had it in him. You know, when he was like maybe to me, if you if you ask me, I think top tier Tim Burton is Batman Returns. That's that's your yes. number twenty one. Um, now, am I correct in saying? That, that it's my favorite Christmas movie? Yes. And also your favorite comic book movie? Uh, no, it is not. Uh, but it's probably number two. Or it's probably number two. Yeah. Wait, what's 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 higher on the list that's a comic book movie? <sighs> probably Spider-Man 2 or Watchmen. See, but that's on this list, Matt. See, we're going by the list. They're not. Here. We're going They're by not. the list. But I had to have Batman Returns there because it's a perfect movie. So, okay. Movie's Th- just bonkers, man. This is a good question that I just that I uh, am not thinking about. But when we talk about this <laughs> list here, this top twenty-five, yes. right? Yes. Now, and you just said, you know, Batman Returns is on it is on the list. It's deserving uh, to be on your list. But you also say it's not your favorite comic book movie. Now, when you think about this, it's my list, favorite Batman. It's your favorite Batman movie. But when you think about this so, list, do you? That's think like more, a whole other genre. Do you definitely think about this as your favorites? Uh, versus the best movies yes. of all time. So these are just your yes. favorites, right? Yes. But some it, of them I do consider to be the best. Okay, yeah. So it's kind of a mix. It's more of yeah. a mix of best and favorites. Which, which little is, column A, little column B. Yeah, exactly. Because it's hard to do... Well, I ha- I've talked to people who have said, these lists, this list here, these are what I consider the best of all time. Like, yeah. clinically the best. Um, David... Giannini, for one, that's that's his list, right? Um, but yeah, I I'm gonna go for my list. I'm going more favorites than anything because yeah, it's really hard for me to say. Uh, like I, I like a mix. Yeah, and and also maybe this maybe this is right for you too. 
it's like when I love a movie, it's one that I want to rewatch and appreciate over and over. Mm-hmm. Sometimes exactly. films, I appreciate that they're expertly made, but do I want to revisit them? Do I want to say, hey, no. let's, let's put on this, you know, black and white movie from the 50s that's really one of the best movies ever made, but am I going to... It's not. Am, am I going to enjoy myself <laughs> watching it over and over again? Um, no. No. Uh, am Probably I not. Am I going to watch Stalker over and over again? Probably not. But I, I, I admit it's 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 a it's a marvel to look at. But anyway, but uh, what was my point? Oh yeah. So okay. So when you say Batman Returns is in your top twenty-five, it is because it's your favorite Batman. It's your favorite Christmas movie. Um, it's your second favorite Tim Burton movie because there's one higher than that. It is Sleepy Hollow at fourteen. Yeah. So, yeah, this this one I hear people talk about it. I don't I, I don't have the love for it. People do. I need to rewatch it. But talk to me about Sleepy Hollow, Matt. It's my favorite horror movie that's not called Alien. I I I love the atmosphere of this movie. I I love that it's a very vivid throwback to old school horror. Uh, from from way back in the day, uh, I like that it's gruesome when it needs to be. It's got humor. Uh, it's got some terrific action set pieces. It's just got that whole fall autumn vibe that I really dig. Uh, when we have our first like true fall day, I throw this movie on, and uh, it's just it's a delight. It's just so much fun, and the cast is great. It's got a lot of great actors in it. Uh, like I said before, it's gorgeous. It desperately needs a 4K. <laughs> I would uh, love for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, Depp and Reach here are both really, really good in it. I really like them here. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's great, actually. Um, let's go back to the bottom of your list. Um, because... The bottom. The bottom. Quote, unquote, the bottom, because these are all great movies. Um, yeah. You said earlier that Blue Velvet's knocked out Jaws um, uh, was it, it either knocked out Jaws or Heat so what was it about Blue Velvet in particular that made you want to push it up into the top 25 uh, it's probably the Lynch that I find to be the most rewatchable uh, yeah. I, I'm a sucker for a good uh, mystery and this movie gives me everything I need uh, it's his easiest movie other than like maybe the straight story um it's very straightforward. Uh, it's not one of those David Lynch movies where you, you watch it and you're like, huh? <laughs> like, like Blue Velvet pretty much lays everything out and you get it on a first watch. You're like, oh, okay, I, I get it. it it's, it's, it's a mystery. I understand. That's a human ear, all right? Like, you know, there's really not much guessing when it comes to Blue Velvet. I mean, there's some uh, weirdness in it, but yeah, I, I mean... Oh, it's, without a doubt, there's yeah. some weirdness, yeah. but it's not beating you over the head like Wild at Heart or Inland Empire. <laughs> oh, Inland Empire is something else completely. That's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's... That That one is a good example. It's a good example of like... I think that is a fantastic wall-made movie in terms of like a movie movie, but... That's oh, great. I've only seen it twice. <laughs> but will, will I ever... Is that is that a fun watch for me? Uh no. No. <laughs> you don't watch that to have fun. <laughs> uh 
Uh, you watch that just to go insane. Uh, but you watch that if your head is itchy. Yeah, <laughs> you can scratch it throughout the entire runtime. Um. So okay. So what about Ocean's Eleven? Because that's your number twenty-five on the list. The the Steven perfect Sober. movie. Oh, perfect movie. Now, was this because of a re- of a rewatch, or has this always been just? I've always loved it. You've always loved it. I've right? always wa- loved it. I watch it like once or twice a year. Uh, it's just. It's got one of my favorite casts of all time. Uh, Soderbergh keeps it loose and loose and breezy. Uh, I'm a sucker for a heist movie, and yeah, I just I love the setting. I love every actor in this. I think there's so much fun. Yeah, Ocean's Eleven is a perfect movie. It's just they all gel. It's clearly just a bunch of people just hanging out, having fun, making a movie together. And Soderbergh somehow got a studio to bankroll that and cool yeah he got a studio to i like i like all of the movies in that series actually they're all very very good yeah but nothing tops the original for me it's it's tough for me actually because this is something i i love i love brad pitt's eating his constant eating he's he's like the early han in that way uh he's fun uh, I I have a I have a soft spot for two for Ocean's Twelve. Um, I think that might jump into my top twenty five on a rewatch. It's good. It's really good. But yeah, I, I'll admit Ocean's Eleven, the first Soderbergh uh, Ocean's Eleven. It's that's so good. It's amazing. It is. It's it's like uh, it's like, it's like a perfect, Elliot Gould. <laughs> it's like a perfect blueprint for like the modern heist movie or just what yeah. modern heist movies. Are shooting to be so many right? movies ripped it off yeah they're like hey, can we be as cool as like Soderbergh shooting Ocean's Eleven nah yeah can't believe it's 20 years old yeah it's the yeah and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm I feel ancient <laughs> fingers crossed I hope like like you want a, a, a 4k for Sleepy Hollow I want a 4k that would be lovely remaster of uh, of those three movies for the 20th yeah, anniversary yeah give me a 4k uh, Ocean's box set please I know Soderbergh I I know Soderbergh is remastering his, uh, a lot of his other movies this year in 4K, so why not this one too? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Uh, you clearly had fun making it. <laughs> um, let me go back to something you said. So, Ocean's Eleven, is that your favorite heist movie? Probably. Yeah. And then, uh, on this list, are there other examples of that? It's like, oh, this is my favorite of this genre. This is my favorite of that genre. Do you, do you, you kind of go at it that way, or do you just kind of just go the mat way and just, just say, I don't care? I just, I don't, I, I don't care. <laughs> I just go for it. <laughs> you really don't care. You're just like one of those people who's like, you know, forget the rules. Uh, of course, okay. The number one movie on your list, we're, we're not going to talk about it yet. So we're just going to save that towards the end, right? But is yeah. that your favorite horror movie? Yes. Right. Okay. But yes. it's, your, it's your favorite. I've horror seen movie. it so many times. Your favorite sci-fi. <laughs> yep. Okay. So that's your number yep. one. That's Alien. We'll talk uh-huh. about that later. Um, mm-hmm. Then going through the list. Uh, I mean, I I kind of want to talk about Halloween for a second because it's it's the, 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 it's the, pretty damn good. We're uh, the first day of fall was yesterday or the the day before, whatever. It, we're, we're, uh, and I I it really, was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. This year, since since now we're officially in fall. I kind of really want to just jump into this season of like watching Halloween movies, uh, then the Halloween series, scary movies, and I can't wait to pick up that Shot Factory 
4K release of Halloween. I know they've already had a 4K release of Halloween, but... Uh, is it a new transfer? It, it's a new scan, Matt. It's a new 2021 yeah, scan. Because I have that 4K it's, from a couple years ago. Apparently, this is a new, new scan. Or a new, new, new mm. scan. Because it seems like every five years, they do a new scan of Halloween. Yeah. But this time, Halloween. they might get it right. But John Carpenter's Halloween, you're number 20 on the list. Uh, I mean, it's the one and only Carpenter, so I can assume it's your favorite Carpenter on the list. It's not my favorite Carpenter, shockingly enough, but... I really like horror movies, and this is one of my favorites. Wow. It is it is a, a maze, this list, because, okay. It, isn't it? It's just, it's going down the rabbit hole, buddy. Then what is your favorite Carpenter, then? Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, it's not on the list. That's insane. So Followed by The Fog. <laughs> the Fog is amazing. Okay, so... Followed by Halloween. <laughs> so Halloween is your number three Carpenter, yet Halloween, the movie, is yes. your number 20. <laughs> Can you talk me through it's that? It's Halloween. Talk me through it's that perfect, process. It's another, because it's another perfect movie. It's I perfectly see. paced. I love the cast. I quote it on the daily. Um, I just love it. I love it so much. But yet you're number three. Carpenter. I literally quote this movie every day, Marcelo. What, what's the quote? When she can't find her keys and she starts singing, no keys, because <laughs> I can never find my keys. So I sing that little song, and it helps me find my keys. <laughs> I, I've i seen the movie. I'm like, always late for work. <laughs> I've seen the movie so many times now that uh, there are things I pick up new each time. You can time, hear that right? song in your head, can't you? No, see, I, 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 I'm actually going to confess, like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've seen it so many times. Oh, my God, she can't find her keys. Next time I watch it, I will I will focus on that, okay? Because that... Nancy can't find her keys. I understand the scene, man. I just don't remember it, okay? I, I, oh, it's, it's so I, good. I love the movie. It's it's amazing. It's and for Okay, for me, it's not my favorite Carpenter. It's like number two behind The Thing. Um, the Thing is really good. The Thing's really good. The Thing's amazing. Um, don't worry, I'm going to have a lot more to say about Halloween on uh, Sneak Preview. Next month's episode of Monsters Never Die. Well, I, I, I would assume so, because it's October, and you guys are Monsters Never Die. So I, I, I would hope it's, there's Halloween content for the next episode. Well, last year we did Jason Ooh. as our big franchise that we covered in October. This year we're doing Halloween, because there's a new Halloween coming out. Oh, wait, wait, you sit, wait. Okay, uh, uh, I'm I'm the guy who we're doing hits. all the Halloween movies next month. Oh, that's a big tease. That's that's an exclusive. It's, that's a talk from society a, podcast exclusive right here, folks. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a big episode, and uh, can't wait, folks. You heard it here first. The next Monsters Never Die episode coming out in October 2021 will be focused on the Halloween series. Wow, that's big. Yeah. That's big news. Um, and again, it'll probably premiere a little bit after Halloween Kills comes out. Uh, I'd like to talk about that on the show, and and, and you're going to pick up that those Halloween uh, Shot Factory 4K. Hell right? yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah! I'll buy those movies for the fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. Okay, this... little Mikey Myers in 4K. Come on. I'm so happy I have a decent paying job now. I have a new job where I have a, I make a little <laughs> bit more money, so I don't feel guilty about exactly. about buying <laughs> uh, those movies again. But uh, feels yeah. good, huh? <laughs> it does feel good. So I'm I'm excited to buy them and, and watch them this October, and then I will happily listen to Monsters Never Die with you and Jacob DeNoble. Um, yep, so that's exciting. Yep. Uh, okay, so that's Halloween Perfect. again. It's on your list, but your third favorite. 
Carpenter, right? Or second favorite. It's, it's not even <laughs> yeah. your favorite. Okay. This is this, I'm a weird guy. This is fun. Uh, <laughs> it's good. It's no big trouble. <laughs> let's talk about animation, because that's another big thing. Um, that I think I got like two on here, right? Yeah, you have two. Yeah. You're doing better than than I think most people will <laughs> most do. Most people, right. have, have been on this show, yeah, yeah. Uh, because animation sometimes isn't taken as seriously as it should be. But you have Lilo and Stitch at 23, which I know. Yes, you've said it on Twitter, and I'm sure on 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 shows. But wait, have you, have you ever done a podcast about Lilo and Stitch, or am I just making that up? I haven't. Which is I've weird, a, right? A, a oh, you've written an article it. on Lilo and Stitch for sure, yeah. but you've never podcasted about it, which is odd. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. Carlo and I should do a uh, Lilo and Stitch cast. Yeah. Uh, because he does a very good Stitch impression. <laughs> so talk about your Lilo and Stitch love, Matt. Uh, it's a movie that he actually. Well, I can say this now. My husband. Oh, that's right. You're married. Congrats. (laughs) Yes. My husband. uh, Yeah, thank you. Uh, My husband introduced it to me when we first started dating, and I instantly fell in love with it. Uh, It came out when I was, you know, too cool for school and too old for Disney and didn't give a shit. And boy, was I wrong because it's wonderful. Uh, I love Lilo and Stitch so much from from the watercolor backgrounds to the... uh, actually you know normally proportioned human beings like they don't all look like barbie dolls uh they're they're like they have curves like humans do uh i love stitch as a character his arc is wonderful uh it's just it's a wonderful wonderful movie that i've seen since i first saw it well what 15 years ago too many times to count i i love it I laugh when I watch it. I cry when I watch it every single time. It's it's just it's beautiful. Uh, it's it's my favorite Disney by far. Okay, well there you go. Uh, I'm glad you said it uh, because God, otherwise... it's so good. <laughs> uh, if you had said there was another Disney that's your favorite, that's on the list. That would no, have... not at all. No, I think this is their best actually. Okay, okay. There's a hot take. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean it's not a huge hot take because I know there's a lot of love for Lilo and Stitch. I have yet to see it. Matt, uh, Ugh, I, th- I can't wait for you to watch it. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before, but uh, I don't. Know. Maybe I should come up with a series where I, I'm forced to I watch. Because I think you'll like it. Yeah, I, I, I really I, do think you'll like it. For whatever reason, or maybe I'll add it to my watch list, and like I'll, I'll give it'll give me a reason to watch things. Because like when I put things on my you'll, watch list, the, yeah, the music's great. I mean, you're gonna you'll you'll love it. Yeah, you love it, and it's and it's a quick eighty minutes. Ooh, <laughs> even better. Yeah, even better, right? Yeah, I'm sold. Um, even more. Uh, okay, one movie I did see, which I agree is incredible, uh, Akira, your other anime yes. movie on the list. Uh, yes. I, my I go-to answer for years when people ask, do you like anime? Mine would be, <laughs> I like Akira. <laughs> That's good enough. Um, so I saw this for the first time two years ago, finally. Uh, and I was blown away, but yes, it's 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 as great. Fucking as awesome! Say. It's it's as great. Yeah, yeah. It's for the the acclaim it's gotten. It's the the. It's one of those movies where you watch it and you go, "Oh, it really is that good." Yeah, like, of course. Like this is amazing. Of course it is. Um, but yeah, it's it's so good. Um, that came out in four K recently, didn't it? Yes, it did. But isn't wasn't there it's pretty? Wasn't there an issue with the disc? Yeah, but. Yeah, but they sent out the replacement. Disc, oh, they so did already. Fun. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I might, I might pick that up soon. I, 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 it was weird. It was like, it was like they sent it out on 4K, but without the HDR. Yeah, that's weird. 
That's, that's which odd. Which was like, all right, that's a weird mistake you made. That's odd. Fix this. And they did. Good, good, good for them. Good for them. I'm happy. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird, awesome movie that, as much as it makes me scratch my head, I can watch it on a loop. It's just, it's so fucking cool. Yeah, and weren't they trying to remake that into a live action movie? Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know what? If they do, I'll watch it. Uh, but I don't think it'll compare. Honestly, I'm more looking forward to the guy who made the movie Katsuhiro Onomo is working on an anime. Oh, that's actually based on his original. I believe it's six or seven volume manga. Wow. So it's going to have the full Akira story because Akira the movie is really only the first two volumes. One and a half volumes, maybe, yeah. of, of that long saga. And, uh, and I've only read the first volume. So I got to crack those books open one of these days and read the rest of them. But it'll be really cool to see the rest of his story uh, on the screen. That'll be really, really cool. I would rather see that than any live action adaptation because yeah, uh, me too. Because yeah. a cure for me, and it's like, better and better yet, better yet, the anime series is actually happening. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah, the, and the guy the, who made it is actually working on it. Pretty cool. Yeah, uh, because Akira, that story, that first movie itself, anyway, I can't see that happening outside of animation. Because in the animation, yeah. I can't even describe it. It looks visually, by the end, disgusting yeah. in a way that I could never. Yeah. I, I I would never think live action with like CGI. Wonderful body horror. Yeah, they can't do it with CGI. They have to do practical effects, and they would never yeah. dump like half a no. million dollars on practical effects for something as grotesque yeah. as Akira on that scale. So, yeah, as grotesque and niche exactly, <laughs> as Akira. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, Akira, amazing. Um, I want to talk about this because I just saw this actually uh, in a theater. I saw this in a theater for the first time. I've seen it before, but I couldn't pass this up. Magnolia, um, which makes me think... Good movie. Which makes me think... Um, uh, I mean, for sure... Okay, let me ask you this. Since since this is now a question I have to ask you, Matt, with everyone. Is this your favorite Paul Thomas Anderson I think so. <laughs> you think so. Yeah, it's on your list. Um, Let me we, uh, uh, yeah. vamp for a second. Double I'll check. check. My, okay, I'll, I'll tell okay. you. Okay, so they're, they screened Magnolia on 35mm here in Austin. And of course I had to go because I had not seen Magnolia on the big screen. And also they showed the Licorice Pizza trailer beforehand. I knew that was going to happen. So of course I had to show up. I'll just say that Licorice Pizza trailer is amazing. Uh, it looks like... Paul Thomas Anderson doing, he's doing. Yeah, it probably is my favorite. Okay, it's your favorite. Okay, uh, that. Yeah. Uh, also, little comment on Licorice Pizza. Uh, at first, I thought that was a really dumb title. Yeah, but it it works. I think it works. But it works because uh, my my buddy uh, West Anthony pointed out that back in the day in the seventies, it was a record store chain. Yeah, I think I think that's what it's based on. Uh, that it like, is, yeah, and I had chain. no yeah. idea. I was like, "Licorice Pizza, sure, why not?" I mean, "Licorice Pizza" is that, also a better a, title, title on its own than "Soggy Bottom," which is <laughs> which was the uh, bad title. Yeah, the the first title that they were going with. Uh, but no, that look that "Licorice Pizza" trailer. Okay, how do you feel about? Oh, maybe I already know the answer since the Magnolia is our favorite. Um, there's that kind of splits where when I first got serious about watching movies. Uh-huh. When this movie came out, 
this was my first quote unquote favorite film which i've heard a lot uh i mean yeah. for sure the late 90s paul thomas anderson boogie nights or magnolia that was like you know uh uh, uh to people in, also a very good movie <laughs> to people in their uh who are who are older who were living through the early 90s they'd say you know pulp fiction reservoir dogs sort of that comparison yeah. um but my point was Okay, so you may be on the side of early Paul Thomas Anderson, better than late era Paul Thomas Anderson. Can I put that? Uh, can can can, I, can you? Say honestly, it's a mix. It's a mix. Okay. No, it's a mix because I, I love Magnolia. It's my favorite. But then my second favorite is The Master. Yeah. So like, okay, Matt's weird again. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. I'm I'm also in the mix, although I'm more late era. Uh, but I love early. Love Phantom era. Thread. I love Phantom Thread. I love There Will Be Blood. Uh, I love the master. There Will Be Blood. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know I'm talking to the number one inherent vice hater, uh, but I love inherent vice. I um, fucking hate it. Yeah, you hate it, which doesn't make sense <laughs> to me. Um, it sucks. <laughs> uh, but no, but going back to Licorice Pizza and kind of closing this off, Licorice Pizza. That trader looks more like he's going for the early era Paul Thomas Anderson, like Magnolia Boogie Nights. Cool. Which is which is amazing. I, I love that. So uh, more power to him because like it's it does feel like that, like very old school. It's like set in like the seventies, right? And has that yeah uh, has that that vibe that early Paul that early PTA vibe that every, everybody loved uh, from Boogie Nights and Magnolia. But anyway. Magnolia's amazing. It's three hours, but you wouldn't know it. It goes by super fast. No, it zips. Yeah. Zips right by. So good. With amazing performances. Yeah. So Magnolia, of course. Of course it's on your list, Matt. You have taste. Uh, I try. (laughs) Speaking of taste, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Okay. Now, I know uh, Ghostbusters. I I had to mute the word Ghostbusters for a few years on Twitter. Me Um, too. Yeah, because it's me too, uh, and I love Ghostbusters. I love Ghostbusters, but the f- the fan base. You know what I hate? You know what I hate? Yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters fans. Yeah, they suck, right? They're the worst. They're terrible. So that first movie, I I know the first movie is very important to you, isn't it? It's terrific. Yes. Yeah. Um, it came out the year you were born, nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're that old, remember? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, is okay. Is it the? F- Let me look through your list. I'm gonna guess it's either either your favorite comedy or your second favorite comedy of all time. No, it's my favorite comedy. Yes. Okay, good. It's your favorite comedy. I got that right. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt, because it's it's funny. People people may forget. People may remember. That's a funny movie. People may remember the effects or just the ensemble cast or. Like, but no, my favorite comedies of all time are that and Spaceballs. Yeah, and Spaceballs is which is list. also my favorite Star War. <laughs> which is which is weird. Which is a very, a very Matt thing to say. Um, I like fucking with people like that. Oh, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> but Ghostbusters. Uh, how do you feel about the the sequel? Because I know you saw that in 1989. Because you just said that earlier. Yes. Uh, oh, you, Ghostbusters two. Yeah, love it. Love it. Uh, absolutely love it. Um, it's actually the tradition for like I guess the last ten years. Carlo and I have watched that every New Year's Eve. Uh, what about uh, the? Because you don't get a lot of really fun New Year's Eve movies. 
And that's one of them. What about the Kristen Wiig Ghostbusters? Love it! Yeah, it's really good, isn't it? It's good. Also love that one. That yeah. movie was really, really fun. Yeah. Some of the coolest uh, like 3D effects I've seen in a movie. Yes, it's it's super fun. Um, and plus, yeah, it's just it's it's also just it's McCarthy and Wig just riffing on each other. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so and it's got yeah. Kate McKinnon. Come on, she's great. Yeah, how excited are you for Afterlife, the new Ghostbusters? Okay, at first I was like, eh. Then I read a little up, a little up, read up more on it, and uh, saw that last trailer. And you know what? I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Give it yeah. to me. Yeah. Uh, I I already have most of the action figures. I'm in. Yeah, this is something they made. They made an old Bill Murray Marcello that has a paunch, and it's really really funny because all they did was use the body from the '84 figure of Dan Aykroyd and put <laughs> Bill Murray's old head on it, and I think that's very very funny. That is funny. Um, I yeah, he looks great. He look he looks great with the pack on. And I still need to get, you know, Ray and Winston, but they are hard to get and very expensive. And then I will have all the the Ghostbusters. Uh, I don't think I've. I buy toys, Marcelo. I get it, Matt. I get it. We all get it. You buy toys. Um, I don't think I've said this on a show, but I've had this in mind uh, recently. My okay, my sister and I grew up with the original Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Two, right? Yes. Like she, she she loves the first Ghostbusters, like like me, right? Because we're brother and sister, right? Um, yes. Then she has kids. Um, they actually watched the 2016 Ghostbusters and loved it. They loved it so much. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah that's they, good. They, uh, I, I tweeted out my niece with like a, a Ghostbusters 2016 toy, and Paul Fag, uh, I think either liked it or retweeted it. He saw it on Twitter, and that was cool. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's cool. I'm thinking about them because the new Ghostbusters is coming out this year. That's going to be more because I'm I'm excited I'm excited for it up to a point right I know it's yeah it's, it looks it's, it looks fun I, the, I yeah. like the fact that I like the fact that they uh, did something that I always wanted in the story I guess uh, which is the fact that Egon clearly ended up with Janine oh yeah I mean they are made for each other <laughs> and yeah. I really like their little romantic back and forth in the first Ghostbusters. Uh, I really like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm totally on board. Yeah, and I think my my niece, I think my niece and my nephews and my sister, I think they're gonna enjoy that movie. I think more than me, maybe, because they, I mean, they all grew up with it in in like different ways. Like, like it's it's a generational thing now, and the fact that they have like Stranger Things kids in the new one, right? Isn't that kid from Stranger Things? Uh, The one kid, yeah, 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 the one kid. So yeah. I'm sure my my uh, nephews and niece are gonna love it too. My sister is too, and, and maybe me. So hey, Ghostbusters. Plus it's got Paul Rudd. Come on. Yeah, it's for everybody. Come on. And and, and who doesn't love Paul Rudd? Yeah. Evil people. Evil people. Bad people. Um, the bad the bad people. Speaking of bad people, uh, Vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Jimmy Stewart was a dick, right? He was he was kind of a dick. Uh, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> He's kind of a dick. Uh, yeah. His character, Johnny O is kind of a dick. Uh, yes, uh, I love Vertigo. I th- I think this is. I did pick up, and, and the reason why I bring up 4K so much is I know Matt, you also have an affinity for 4K discs. I so. do. Um, I just picked up that Hitchcock 4K set uh, mm-hmm. with Vertigo Gorgeous. in it. 
Um, Mine, it's, it's that transfer is disgustingly good. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going oh my to god! Soon. I threw it on the uh, the the OLED. It was like one of the first 4Ks I watched on this new television, Ooh. and uh, holy fuck! <laughs> I'm I'm excited because this Vertigo. I've actually seen it a few times recently, and it might bump off because uh, currently my favorite Hitchcock and the one movie of Hitchcock's that's in my top 25 right now is North by Northwest. But I have a feeling still haven't seen it. It's 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 my favorite Hitchcock right now. But it, I have a feeling Vertigo might bump that off. Who knows? Yeah. So it's that close. Uh, Vertigo, I only saw it for the first time about five years ago. Oh. And I immediately fell in love. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, I get it. It's like I said before with uh, with uh, Akira. Uh, it's one of those movies you watch and you're like, oh, it is that good. Yeah. Like, it, this, this, it's it's amazing. It's I think it's Hitchcock's best. It's, it's so damn good that it's almost unfair to his other movies. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, my two favorites of his are this and Rear Window. Yeah, but like, it's, which it, yeah, and my God, Vertigo is just it's it's a gorgeous looking neo noir. Uh, it it deals with obsession very well. It's got some top tier performances. I yeah, love it. Yeah, absolutely and, love it. And like you were saying, it's like uh, it is him. justice for Midge. Justice for Midge. I love her. Um, Poor Midge. It is him, or him, it's Hitchcock playing with those themes he's played with in other movies, but him doing Mm -hmm. it the best, I think, in Vertigo. I think that's why. Let's be real, it's the the movie that David Lynch has been trying to make his entire career. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or one that's influenced him the most, for sure. Like, you can point to... It's either this, it's either this or Sunset Boulevard, I'd, I'd say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, look those at those are the like, movies he's been trying to make since he started. Mulholland Drive, Lost Highway, mm-hmm. those are in, influenced by Vertigo. Um, a lot of Twin Peaks, like yeah, um, yeah. So it's hard to hard to ignore that. Um, it's Vertigo. Vertigo. It's Vertigo. It's number eleven <laughs> on your list. Uh, now here's a trend I see on your list. Um, we have like maybe ten ish movies left. Um, yeah. Here's the trend I see, and maybe this is me playing psychiatrist right now, Matt. <laughs> so you have all the president's men, you have the insider, you have Michael Clayton, right? I think those movies mm-hmm. have a theme running through um, of the Kinda? little, yeah, of the little guy versus, you know, either big corporations, the government, conspiracies. Yes, um, that. That and also Insider and All the President's Men. I'm I'm a sucker for journalism movies. Yeah. Like, I absolutely love them. Uh, and they're some of the best. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Alan Bakula. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I just saw... Gone too soon. I just saw... Uh, what's the one with uh, Warren Beatty? The uh, Parallax View? I saw that for the first time. I still haven't seen that. It, I still Matt, haven't seen that. Oh, God. That blew me away. That maybe he's pretty good at uh, paranoid cinema. Yeah, and that is <laughs> that's top tier. Because uh, he also did a Clute, another one that's still need to see that. Matt, you're missing. I can't believe you you consider all the presidents men. It's in your top twenty five. It's your number ten. Mm-hmm. You out of anybody, you should definitely see because it's I've seen part three of his movies. It's part of his uh, paranoid trilogy, right? It's all the presidents men, Clute, and Parallax View. 
Uh, I've seen three of his movies, and only one of the ones you just named. Yeah. <laughs> so you should, you, should, you should check out the other two. They're 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 amazing. Uh, out of that Paranoid trilogy, but all the Presidents of Man, I, I'll admit. It is also amazing. I have uh, not seen it in a while. I need to pick up because it's on Blu-ray, isn't it? Obviously, um, I just never. Picked oh yeah, up the Blu-ray. and it's uh, really good looking. Yeah. So, uh, of course, uh, as relevant today as it was back then, um, sad to yep. say, uh, it still holds up. Uh, also, what else? It's, it's a newspaper drama, as you know, just pure paranoid thriller. It's yeah. amazing. Speaking of paranoid, The Insider. Uh, oh yes. Which is which is one that has been it's been gaining traction over the last few years of like more and more people not that it was like overseen when it first came out. More and out, more people are discovering it. Yeah. Uh, I mean it basically. was like nominated for Best Picture, wasn't it? Or had some, you know, Oscar buzz. Um yep. uh, but yeah, but even so, when talking about Michael Mann, who is incredible, um, This is this was my first and still my favorite Michael Mann. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I'm guessing Heat is is uh, is your second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But for you, nothing beats the Insider. It's just so damn good, it, and it all comes down to how he shoots the movie and the performances. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Crow has ever been better than he is here. Uh, Pacino is otherworldly. <laughs> like holy shit. Uh, also, probably has my favorite Christopher Plummer performance. Yeah. Him playing Mike Wallace, I think I think he's great. When he goes off on Gina Gershon, I I, I cackle like a like a madman. It's just so damn good. Oh, it's it's amazing. When she calls him Mike, he's <laughs> like Mike, Mike. That's nice. Let's try Mr. Wallace. <laughs> uh, it's one I, I it's yeah. one I think of fondly, even though I've seen it once, like ten first, years ago. First saw it on an airplane. Marcelo. <laughs> oh, that's that's the first time I saw this on a on a trip back from Europe when it wow. came out. Wow! Wow! So yeah. So so you had the time because is, isn't it a long movie? Uh, it's almost three hours. Yeah. 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 Oh god. Uh, and then I uh, wanted to watch it again when I got home, but it wasn't out on video yet. I couldn't rent it because you know airplanes they get movies early. Yeah. Yeah. At least they at least they used to. I think they still do, maybe. I don't know. I haven't been on yeah. a plane in a while. So I, I wasn't able to rent it. Yeah. And then, you know, I waited for that movie to come out. Yeah. And this was back in the VHS days, right, Matt? Mm-hmm. Yep. Remember, Be kind, rewind. Remember? Remember? Uh, you're old, I'm old. We're all old. Yes. Um, we're old. Michael Clayton. That's another paranoid thriller. God, uh, I love it. Ah, Clooney's never been better. We've talked about He's this. He's never been better. Yeah, we've and talked. this is the second George Clooney on this list. Oh yeah, because uh, Ocean's Eleven is down there, twenty-five. Yeah, Michael he, Clayton's up here. I don't think at five. he's ever been better. Uh, Tom Wilkinson is like out of this world. Oh yeah, Michael, you got to try this bread. <laughs> he's <laughs> so good. Uh, I love Sidney Pollack in this movie. Ah, oh, he's just yeah. he's. Uh, when'd you get so fucking delicate? <laughs> I, that's another line I use a lot in real life. Uh, yeah, this movie's great. It's just it's one of those movies that I knew almost nothing about, uh, and then I went to go see it when it came out, and I walked out going, "Holy shit! <laughs> what a nice surprise that was!" Yeah, uh, yeah, it's one of my all-time favorites. It's uh, technically number five. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's Michael Clayton. It's really really good, and. It's one of those movies that you tell people about, and then they watch it. They go, "Oh no, yeah, you're right. No, that was great." 
you have an affinity for these paranoid thrillers because I do. I hey, speaking of Sidney Pollack, and this is also kind of a paranoid thriller. Uh, Eyes wide shut. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is it your favorite? And Cooper? before you ask, yes. Before you okay. ask, yes, it is my. That's favorite gonna be Cooper. a question for every single one from now on. <laughs> uh, also, one of my favorite Christmas movies. Eyes wide shut is a movie that I've said it before about another movie here, but I'd like a 4K. Yeah, it's, it's obviously coming. It's, it's coming. obviously coming. I mean, they're working through his uh, filmography, but I mean, this is just like a wonderfully shocking deconstruction of marriage as a concept and jealousy, and it's it's got this like. I know Nicole Kidman's character is not the main character, but this movie has like a nice feminist edge to it. Yeah, because the ball is always in her court. She controls everything in uh, Tom Cruise's life in this movie. I mean, even, like, the mere mention of her, you know, having the hots for another guy, like, drives him up a wall. And she fucks with him. She plays around with his head. It's uh, pretty awesome, actually. And uh, as with all Kubrick, it's gorgeous. It's, It's a gorgeous film to look at. It's uh, incredible. That that Tom Cruise had a great ninety nine, didn't I, he, Marcella? I was just about to say that, Matt. You 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 read my mind. Uh, it cannot go without saying that Eyes Wide Shut, Magnolia, both came out ninety nine, both featuring Tom Cruise or starring Tom Cruise. And he was nominated for one of them. Yeah, and he should have won uh, for both. He should like, have been nominated <laughs> for this. He was amazing in both. I think. Yes. Um, but man. Uh, I, w- I as much as I love the Mission Impossible movies, it feels like <laughs> that's what he's doing now good. lately. Like that's all he's really doing. It's like those action movies. I know, but the thing is, the thing is with those movies, he's still giving top tier performances. Still, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. In Fallout, like it's like you you can tell he gives a shit about every movie he's in. I'm and he gonna, always gives a great performance. He he's he doesn't phone it in. Uh, not just with the action, obviously, but like. With his like performances, he doesn't phone it in. No, he's Tom Cruise. Yeah, uh, and and I'm just gonna say, he does give it his all in those Mission Impossible movies. But you know, whenever he does, because I uh, after he shoots that movie in space and after he gets done with like those last two Mission <laughs> Impossible movies, you know, maybe he'll wind it down. Maybe he'll say, "I'm gonna do quieter roles." Yeah, maybe, yeah, and I want to see more performances like Eyes Wide Shut. And uh, Magnolia, um, because I want to I want to see more against type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to see more collaterals from him. Oh, perfect. That's an, that's another great Michael Mann. Um, that's another great Tom Cruise. Uh, all right, let's let's go to another heavy hitter. Okay, Martin Scorsese, that guy. Old eyebrows himself. Old eyebrows. Uh, Casino is your number seven of all Fucking time. Fucking love Casino. Right, but do you love it? At- as much to say that it's your favorite Scorsese? Yeah, oh, without a doubt. Okay. Well, no I, doubt in my mind. Let me ask you this. Also, the, hey, it's the second Las Vegas movie on this list. Uh, what's the other one? Ocean's Eleven. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> my apologies. So, Casino. Why, Casino. why does this one edge out the other Scorsese movies for you? I'm a sucker for the setting. I love the cast. I, I think it's... It's a better version. I mean, they're they're very different movies, but when it came out, they were like, oh, it's Goodfellas Light. Uh, I think it's a better version of 
of that. Mm. Uh, all the actors are a little more mature. They kind of know their way around this type of story a little better now. Uh, the comparisons of Goodfellas are they're boring for me. Yeah. Uh, I I really love this movie. It's it's terrific. Uh, I mean, come on, it's it's ah. Uh, yeah, it's it's quite good. I love the narration. I love how he plays with narration. Um, I love uh, the way he uses montage when uh, De Niro is running down, like how a casino works. I love that. Uh, I love Don Rickles in this movie. I think uh, it was a really good idea to cast him. Um, yeah, I love him here. I love Joe Bob Briggs in this movie. Oh, yeah. The big dumb idiot. <laughs> He's in it for like two minutes. <laughs> I know, but he yeah. shows up and it's great. And it just he shows up just to get yelled at by De Niro, and I think that's a beautiful thing. Uh, that's that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it's great. It's, it's I, one, this is one of like one of the best films of the nineties. It's I, it's I, terrific. I totally agree with you that the comparison is to Goodfellas. It's it's boring because it's boring. Casino is. And it's, for me, it's like, it's neck and neck. Sometimes Casino does edge out Goodfellas in my book, but Casino is just, it is longer, but it feels more of an epic, feels like it's it's telling a grander story, and I'm just more involved with the characters than I am with the Goodfellas, uh, when I really think about it, because I do love that. And I love Goodfellas. Yeah, I, I, I do love Goodfellas. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong, again, it's neck and neck, but... Yeah, Sharon Stone alone in Casino. Oh, it's probably her best performance. Yeah, I think it's 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 her best work. So, and that's saying a lot because I love Sharon Stone. Um, but yeah, they Casino. campaigned in the wrong category. Yeah, that was a mess. Um, but yeah, but that's Casino. That's your favorite Scorsese. Uh, that's your number seven. All right, Matt, we're almost done. Can you believe it? We're almost done. I can't actually. No. It's been kind of quick. Imagine if we did this for three hours. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on that. That's no fun. A movie that is um, uh, close to three hours, depending on what cut you watch. Apocalypse <laughs> Now, right? Yes. It's a long one. Yes. Hey, it, that's your only Francis Ford Coppola movie on here. Which is crazy. Yeah, I mean... Which you is look, nuts. Uh, I'm surprised The Godfather 3 isn't on here, Matt. Come on. Uh, there's actually a movie I like even more than Godfather. Um, wait, let me think. My top three, my top three Coppola are Godfather, Go yeah, Blank, and Apocalypse Now. Okay, something in the, another Coppola. Oh, of course, I know this, Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, a a Love movie. Love me some Drax. A movie I need to see in full because um, I'm confessing. You only this see here. bits and pieces. I'm confessing this here on the podcast because uh, I know you're not going to make fun of me, okay? Maybe. Um, about a year and a half ago, it was actually right before the pandemic, um, they were playing it in a theater. I went to go see it because I'd never seen it before. And I must have had a, a, a long day because I... And it was a late night screening. I fell asleep about halfway through. And I did. It's fine. I'm, I'm I bad. get it. I feel bad. I feel bad. But I, I do have the 4K Blu-ray. I will watch it in full. But It looks astounding. I know. It's, I know it's an but amazing But enough movie. about Dracula. Hey, that's Let's not your favorite. Let's talk about another movie that looks, looks astounding on 4K. Yeah. Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. now. Okay, first, um, first question. This, was, which this was the movie that 
Uh, theatrical. Okay, always. theatrical. Okay. I, I love the theatrical. Uh, respect the hell out of Redux and the final cut, but if I'm going to throw on Apocalypse Now, I'm which I do often, it's the theatrical cut. Okay. Uh, absolutely love it. This is the movie that I threw on to test out my uh, Atmos sound system. Ooh. And uh, terrifying, Marcelo. Really scary to have helicopters flying over your head in your living room. Not fun. <laughs> oh. Uh, that may uh, that may be yeah. my favorite use of surround sound ever in a movie. Yeah. Those, those helicopters. It's wild. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, such a great movie. I I love the how like the farther the characters go into madness, the movie does because it starts as your basic like Vietnam picture. Uh, about halfway through, it is anything but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, I can't imagine. How many people do you think listening to this will will have not seen Apocalypse Seeing it now? in a the theater was fun. <laughs> Seeing it in a the theater was an experience. Cause I, I, I did... saw it when they did uh, the final cut. They did it, did it in IMAX. Yeah, and, I uh, also saw it in IMAX. That fucker was loud. <laughs> ah, that, that, was, that was a hell of a thing. Um, it, it's hard to even describe. This is like one of those indescribable movies for people. Yeah. For, for me to recommend to people. weird. Because it's like it's yeah, not it's, hard. it's not a war movie, really. No, no. Um, I mean, sure, it's a war a is happening. Hell. I can, and there are sequences of war. A war is happening. Uh, it's definitely a voyage yeah. through hell. Uh, yeah. It's uh, yeah. Don't get off the fucking boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like those last thirty minutes, those that's, that's amazing. That's its own thing. That's basically its own movie right there. Dennis Hopper just doing his Dennis Hopper thing. Uh, uh, holy shit. And the most menacing Brando has ever been. Yeah. I love him in this movie. He is just so ominous and like on the periphery for the whole thing. And then when you finally meet him, I know that Coppola wasn't so happy with how he turned up on set, but uh, it fucking works. Yeah, it's it's he's really, really scary in this movie. Terrifying, actually. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Uh... Uh, recently, um, because yeah, that story about how Brando, the character as written, was supposed to be, you know, this big out, jacked guy. <laughs> yeah, or like a thinner man because like he was like kind yeah. of he was like living off the land, but then Brando yeah. comes to set and he's Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the, later era, the Brando, Marlon Brando we know and love. Yes, the bigger Brando. <laughs> Uh, but it works. It just it, he's 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 like a monster in that movie, and it yeah. works. Yeah, yeah, he's scary as hell. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, like he yeah. looks like he could throw you around. Yeah, I disagree with him. Yeah, um, but I uh, I should also say for anybody um, wanting or thinking about picking up that box set that just came out, um, I think that get doesn't because it it's cheap. Yeah, it, and they it, have it at Target. It does include the documentary, right? The uh, it has Hearts of Darkness. Hearts of Darkness. It has right. Hearts of Darkness. It has an extra bonus disc of like behind the scenes stuff. It has three cuts to the movie. And last time I saw it at Target, I think it was like fifteen dollars. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, that's an insane bargain. Because like, if you want to get deeper into the movie, uh, watch that Hearts of Darkness documentary. Because that is its, it's own. It's great. Thing. Yeah. He lost his mind. <laughs> he lost his mind. Which he it, went as crazy as Kurtz did. I'm I'm happy though that Coppola currently is having like a resurgence. Like a little a, bit of a renaissance, like a new renaissance, because he's he's remastering, yeah. he's recutting some of his films. Like he just did Godfather Three, he did Cotton Club, he's doing, he's remastering The Outsiders, and he remastered Tucker, Tucker, which I and, love. Yeah, and he's working on a new movie 
apparently. So he's working on a new movie. He's working yeah. on the uh, 4K restorations for the Godfather trilogy. Yes, which is supposed to come out late next year. Uh, yeah, that it's gonna be. It's it's a great time to be a fan of the man's work. Yes. Um. So I I love him. Everyone's favorite Italian grandpa is back on the scene, and I love his wine. So he's, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he makes pretty good wine, and I don't really usually drink wine. <laughs> I can't help myself. I, I I bought my parents a bottle of Coppola wine, and they still have not opened it. It's been a few years. Ugh. They have it. They have it in their like liquor cabinets, and it's fun. The rosé, the rosé he makes. Uh, <laughs> it's called Sophia. Uh-huh. It is lovely. It's a it's a lovely rosé. My goodness. And this podcast is sponsored by Coppola Wines. Coppola Wines. <laughs> Grab some. Uh, all right. So not that- quite Paul Masson. Let's go to Cloud Atlas because I have no real uh, transition from that (laughs) to Cloud Atlas. There's no transition. It's it's also kind of you know uh, uh, a movie that's hard to describe. Oh, very. Even more so. I mean, what uh, uh, Matt? How about this? Tell me what Cloud Atlas is about. No. No? Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, it's basically like different, I don't know, lives and shit, and the fact that we're all interconnected. Uh, it's it's weird. It's the Wachowskis unhinged. It's a lovely movie. I love the conceit that uh, the cast plays a bunch of different characters. It kind of feels like a theater troupe uh, just going through a big production where they, you know, run backstage, change costumes and makeup, and then pop back on the screen. I, uh, really love it. Uh, Tom Hanks is great here. <laughs> like, no doubt. He is just so damn good. I like each era that this story takes place in. I like, uh, how it's, like, eight different genres thrown into one. It's, it's just a, it's a, it's not just fun, uh, it's, it's thought-provoking, it's heartbreaking, uh, it's it's beautiful. It's just one of those movies that, when it came out, so many people shit on this thing. So many people were like, "It's a big mess. It sucks. It's the worst movie ever made." And, and uh, they, they they still that shit on made it. me wanna, and that made me wanna seek it out even more. Yeah. Where I was like, it can't be that bad. And then halfway through, I go, "No, this is one of the best things I've ever seen." Uh, <laughs> like yeah. bar none. It's it's. I still can't believe this got made. It, yeah. Like. All these years later, almost 10 years later, I can't believe that Cloud Atlas is a thing that exists, and it's just so beautiful. Oh, my God. No, it's, yeah, it's a movie that I that like I cry throughout the majority of this movie. It's just, it's that beautiful. I, I love the story here. I'm with you, and with the Wachowskis... Also, give me a 4K, God damn yeah. it. <laughs> there should be, yeah, uh, uh, if anybody's keeping track, uh, I, I'm pretty sure Matt We'll go on record saying all his movies on his top twenty-five of all yes. time should have four K releases. They should. Haven't I, seen a Wachowski I don't like. How yeah. about that? I can agree with I that. Because I finally saw Bound a That's few months ago. Amazing! It's an amazing movie. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's, it's so amazing. much fun. It's so good. Um, Love that they basically lift scenes from that for the first Matrix movie, and they're yeah. like, "Yeah, well, no one saw Bound, so no one will notice." <laughs> and uh, lifting up a Joe Pantoliano and putting him in uh, the Matrix. Ah, yeah. Joey Pants. Love ah, Joey Pants. Love Joey Pants. Big fan. So he doesn't good. wear a hairpiece. <laughs> I'll say, but I say this about Cloudless, and 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 I also bring this up because uh, after the Matrix uh, Resurrections trailer came out, which looks amazing, uh, it's I'm I'm yes. I'm hyped for that. Marcelo, um, they're watching the Matrix in a Matrix I know. movie. Listen, it's going to be what? 
It's so gonna, many people are going to hate it. It's going to be wait. it's going to be kind of like Clown Atlas where you will not believe my prediction is you won't believe that the studio threw this much money into a project that will be that yes divisive and that out there. Fuck me up, Lana. That meta. Um but f- and after that trailer came out, people came after Cloud Atlas for like lack of a better word, the yellow face and the and the the the, the, the racial implications of the whole thing. And my whole thing is, I, I, I bring it up, and I it's think it's a theater it's, troupe. It's fa- I think it's a fair, um, it's a fair thing to point out. But I think their, I think their intentions are always good. The Wachowskis, yes, and their the, hearts and, are always in the right place. And co-director Tom, I can never pronounce his last name, uh, Twiker, uh, uh, Tickfer, Tickfer, yeah, Tickfer. Their intentions are good, uh, and that's the case for all of their movies. Their intentions are always good. Yeah, uh, they're the. Love is what connects their movies. Like that's the main theme yes. for pretty much all their work. And it's the main theme for Cloud Atlas. <laughs> yeah, and you know, not to give them, uh, not to let them off the hook completely because it's kind of still cringy. Regardless of that, Cloud Atlas is still an amazing special movie. So I, I love it too. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's another movie that's three hours long. Doesn't feel like it. Doesn't it. feel like it. No, not at all. Uh, but yeah, that's Cloudless, and uh, yeah, I can't wait for Resurrections. That's gonna be that's that's my most. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be so good. That's wow. the movie that gets me back in the theater, Marcelo. Oh, I can't I can't wait for you to get back to the theater, and I hope you go on a good day where there'll be no jackasses there. Because um, I, I want to go on a day when there's no one. <laughs> Fingers crossed, there'll be nobody. So I'm think so I'm thinking Wednesday or Thursday morning. Yes, yes. I uh, I'm hoping for the best for you because uh, really. If any movie's going to get you back, it's going to be The Matrix uh, Resurrections. It's that. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of movies, let's, let's talk about these last few on your list. <laughs> That's my transition. Sure. Um, before we hit the, f- the, the final... Because, okay, I'm going to reveal my cards. We're going to save the two Ridleys for the end, okay? So before, sure, please. Before, before yes. we hit that, let's go to New York I'll City. I'll gush about him. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, I think you like Ridley Scott, if I remember right. Uh, maybe. Big uh, fan. Big fan. Uh, we'll big talk, fan. We'll talk about it in a minute. Um, New York City. Let's go there. Okay. Let's jump back a bit. Francis Ha. Noah Baumbach. Uh, you're number 19. Uh, I love this movie so damn much. <laughs> of the of the like last 10 years, when I think of New York, uh, or movies shot in New York that I think are beautiful looking, I think, I think of this movie. Um, I do. It's great. Yeah. Um, it's to, one. Of, it is one of the best New York movies of the last like ten years or so. I'd I'd say it's this and maybe top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can agree with that. The, um, movies that actually like understand the city. It's yeah. nice when that happens. Why? I, I know you're a huge fan of this movie even before I see it on your you know on your top twenty five. Uh, why, Francis? I mean, you knew ha? it would be here. I knew. I, I it, it didn't surprise me is what I'm saying because I've heard you talk. I think about I. It. I love Gerwig in this movie. Uh, she makes the whole thing for me. It's it's just such a tour de force from her. Uh, I love everything she does in this movie. Uh, it's a movie that you know people of our generation can easily relate to. Uh, basically, in that one line in the movie, it's like, oh, I'm not a real person yet. I mean, I don't think any of us feel like we're real adults, real people uh, at this point in our lives when, you know, past generations were probably more of adults than we were at this age. Uh I, I love this movie. I think it's very funny. Uh, it's very touching. It's just it's one of those easy breezy movies that I could throw on anytime. Uh, I like the characters. Uh, 
it's it's just it's just one of those great films of the last ten years that really it has a love for Francis that I think maybe with a different actress in the lead role you wouldn't really care for her as much. Yeah. I just it's Francis Ha, I mean, oh my goodness. I, I, I'm with you. I um, love it. I love Greta Gerwig. Um, I love her. She's great in movies like this for sure. That really show off like her, her range, her abilities as yeah. a, as an actor. I mean, I think I was also probably think from what I've seen, this is my favorite of Baumbach's by far. Yeah, I that's that's no that's no surprise either. Um, for me, I go back and forth on Baumbach. Um, I mean, I do love. Mar- I uh, love is a strong. I'm one word. of the five people. I'm I'm one of the five people who loves Marriage Story. So yeah, I was gonna say it's me. I don't love Marriage Story. I love parts of it. I think it's overall pretty good. Not my favorite, but I think he works best with actresses like Greta Gerwig um, uh, mm-hmm. because I think that's for me the most interesting. And I think she she co-wrote this or wrote this too, right? Fra- uh, Frances Ha. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So yeah. Um, credit goes to her uh, for it too on the writing part, but uh, but yeah, she, yeah, she's she co-wrote it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frances Ha, you're 19. Let's let's stay in New York and talk about, or New York adjacent because Purple Rose of Cairo <laughs> is New Jersey, I guess. Uh, it is. Woody Allen. Okay, you you have him on here twice. Uh, twice. Number, number twenty-two, Purple Rose, and number two, Hannah and her sisters. Uh, Woody Allen. I mean, uh, Woody Allen is Woody Allen, sure. And uh, Matt, yes. let's talk about the movies themselves. Okay, um, Purple Rose of Cairo. You've talked about it's that for years. Magical. It's magical. Yes. It is magic. It is. It is the non-action movie version of Last Action Hero. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, basically, Mia Farrow plays uh, this uh, waitress who, to escape the horrid life of her marriage and the Great Depression, goes to the movies to escape, and she falls in love. Uh, with you know she falls in love with the experience of going to the cinema and one of the characters in the movie is Tom Baxter he's an explorer he's played wonderfully by Jeff Daniels and one day the movie basically stops and he looks down and says oh you're here a lot and it kind of blows her mind because guess what Tom Baxter steps out of the movie screen and they go on a romantic adventure together and it is the 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 coolest most whimsical thing uh i mean the only other time he ever approached this level of whimsy in one of his movies is maybe midnight in paris yeah maybe where he kind of like breaks with what you think the movie's gonna be because i mean the first time i saw midnight in paris i was like oh okay owen wilson in paris and then he throws time travel at you and you're like oh what (laughs) it's a time travel movie sure whatever you say man and uh, this movie is just, it's really cool. Uh, I think it's hilarious. I think it's really funny that once Tom Baxter leaves the movie, the other characters in the movie have no idea what to do. So they basically just start sitting around, and the scene never changes, and they just start arguing with each other. And eventually the usher has to come in and says, continue the story. People are paying to see your movie. And they basically look at him and go, yeah, we don't know who you are. No. We, we can't do that without our main character. And uh, it's, it's a magical, magical movie. Uh, I'm very happy I have the Blu-ray, uh, which went out of print shortly after I got it. And uh, thank goodness, because it's a movie I revisit often. 
Yeah. Um, what what uh, distributor is that? Is is that the one that? That was Twilight Time. That's right, Twilight Time. Yeah. Kind of rest in peace. <laughs> kind of yeah, because they're coming back, aren't they? Kind of. Yeah, they put out movies every once in a while now, but it's not the same people. It's weird. That's weird. Um, speaking of weird, this movie's not weird. This movie's uh, kind of serious, right? Uh, Hannah and her sisters. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since yes. I've seen Hannah and her sisters. Hannah. Hannah, yes. Hannah. Uh, surprisingly enough, I mean, a couple years ago, uh, obviously, you know, Carrie Fisher passed away. Yes. And a lot of people, the first movie they wanted to watch was Star Wars. Uh, this was the first movie I watched after she passed away because it's one of my favorite performances of her. She plays a friend of uh, of the sisters, and you know she runs a uh, a catering company uh, with Holly, uh, from, you know the Diane Weist character. And uh, I really love Carrie Fisher here. Uh, this movie is, I mean, I th- this invigorated my love for Diane Weist. I think she's one of the best actresses of all time, and. I'm beyond happy that she won for this movie. Her character arc is perfect. Uh, this has one of those screenplays that just, like, you could read it as a novel. I have. Uh, it's it's one of those perfect scripts, and all the character arcs are great here. Uh, he kind of flips the script with this one, where most Woody Allen films will have a gut-punch ending. Uh, this movie has a happy ending, and it shockingly works. Uh, it's one of the great Thanksgiving movies because it takes place over a year and, you know, it's bookended by Thanksgiving dinner uh, with the big family. And it's it's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful movie. And it's, yeah, it's my second favorite film of all time. I, I love this movie so much. It's, it's this perfect, perfect thing. Uh, it has my favorite scene in a movie. Uh, which is when uh, Diane Weist and Alan's character are uh, catching up after a few months. Uh, they went on a really bad date, and she and he runs into her in a record store, and it's just them, you know, catching up, shooting the shit uh, as they look through like different records. And it's just it's so well shot and written and performed. It I love this movie with all my heart. It's it's wonderful. I kind of want to watch it today. <laughs> yeah, it's your number two, um, which leaves us with your number one. And also number four, but yes. directed by the same director, same who, dude, same dude, uh, Mister. Let me look it up. Let's see, what's his name? Rid, R- R- Ridley, 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 Ridley. It's Ridley, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Yes. No, Ridley Scott. <laughs> Hell yeah! This is it, Matt. The, the last two we're going to be talking about, directed by Ridley Scott, Blade Runner number four, and Alien at number one. What's the deal with Ridley Scott? My favorite Scott? director. Oh. My favorite director. Your favorite, huh? Um, I, I've i liked everything I've seen from him. Everything? Every single I, thing? I haven't seen everything he's done, but everything I've seen, I've uh, found something to enjoy and love. Uh, none more so than Blade Runner, the final cut, and Alien, the theatrical cut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, love Blade Runner. Um... It's not my favorite Harrison Ford performance, but I think it's one of his best. Uh, it's just, it's a damn good detective story on top of being one of the best uh, dystopian sci-fi movies ever made. I mean, uh, I've watched the documentary Dangerous Days probably as many times as I've watched Blade Runner itself. It's no. it's just one of those magical movies that uh, I, I 
can't understand not at least enjoying it if you were to see it for the first time. Like, I, I don't... That would not compute, Marcelo. I don't get it. But uh, it's Blade Runner. It's great. It's... Yeah. I, I yeah. love it. I'm, I'm one of those people, and I think you know this, Matt. Uh, although, with time comes maybe intelligence, because like maybe I'm coming around to it. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to say I love the theatrical cut more than like the final cut but of Blade Runner. Um, I don't like that ending, man. I don't, but that ending, I think it's the ending of Blade Runner that always... Get, the theatrical cut of Blade Runner that always irks me. It should, because it's so lame compared to the final it cut should be a down ending it should be a down ending yeah so but i guess my biggest thing is like, the whole movie's a down experience and then warner brothers is like no happy no. ending yeah call okay. up call, yeah call up kubrick and tell him to send you those reels of <laughs> the shining where they're just driving and just add that to the yeah it's like what okay whatever um i but, love that story <laughs> he's like so i call up stanley and i'm like is there anything you didn't use he's like yeah hours of it you know me <laughs> well good send it over um, but I, 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 I'm not a huge, uh, uh, I, I am a defender is what I'm trying to say of the Harrison Ford voiceover because I think it's as like, what's the word? He just doesn't give a shit Harrison Ford when he yeah. does the voiceover. And I'm like, it kind of fits in the theatrical cut. It kind of works. I don't know. That's my biggest thing. But no, I think, uh, I said that a few years ago and I believed it, but I don't believe it anymore really because the final cut of Blade Runner I think it is. It's perfect. It is. It's uh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's the ending uh, in the final cut that works, and it's like the, 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 the little changes that Scott's made over the years, finally, with mm-hmm. that final cut. Um, it, it, it's all good now. It's, it's like a perfect movie now. Um, so, yeah, I love Blade Runner. It's, it's amazing. That, and that 4K transfer, I think that also yes. really changed my mind seeing that final cut oh, it's 4K. It's so pretty. It's yeah, yeah. it's gorgeous. Uh-huh. It's yeah. Speaking of good gorgeous. Good sequel too. <laughs> yeah, amazing sequel. Hey, so that sequel might make the top 100 list when we all put this together. Who knows? Cuz that's also I I like Harrison Ford's performance in the sequel more than I like it in the first one. <laughs> yep. Yep. I... He's doing some really interesting shit in that movie and like really going for it and it works. He shows his fucking range. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. My uh, favorite actor, Marcelo. Fun fact. Harrison Ford. I don't think I knew that. Yes. I don't think I knew that. Huh. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. That's a fun fact that not a lot of people know. Yeah. Well, he shows up in two of your uh, in two of your top 25, so that's something. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, well, three of them. Wait, what's the third one? He's in Apocalypse Now for like two Oh, minutes. that's right. You know what? Yeah, he's the yeah. guy who helps give the mission. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Young, young, hot Harrison Ford. Nothing like it. I'm not going. Goodness. I'm not going to do the math, but uh, three movies <laughs> out of twenty-five. Maybe Harrison Ford is your most um, featured actor on this list. Who knows? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, Probably, he is. Yeah. 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 Um, but somebody else check that. I'm, I'm not going to check that right now because we have one more to talk about. Alien, your favorite movie of all. Hell time. yeah! Also a Scott movie. Um, yes. I've seen it so many times. You've said it so many times on Twitter and on this on podcasts. Matt, Alien is your favorite movie. Has there ever been a time yes. when, like, something it wasn't? It wasn't, or maybe it was close to not being your number one. Or, or let me ask you this too: When did you realize it was your number one of all time? I honestly don't know. It's just always maybe been. about maybe about ten years ago. I realized I was like, you know, I really love Ghostbusters, but something about Alien. <laughs> Yeah. 
So for something about Alien, so I don't know. It's uh, he achieved what he set out to do. Basically, he uh, he wanted to make Texas Chainsaw Massacre in space, and by God, he did it. <laughs> it is it is a perfect movie. Again, I, it's I, a perfect organism. <laughs> it yeah, I I can't believe there's like that meta text of like they talk about how perfect this creature is, the xenomorph in Alien, but really the mm-hmm. movie itself is sort of that xenomorph creature too. That's it's perfect. It's it this perfect, perfect yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, no many. Uh, no, like I said on Letterboxd, uh, you can't go back on your bullshit if you never left. <laughs> yeah. No matter how many times I've seen it, so many times. Yeah. No matter how many times I watch it, it it still remains my favorite. Alien. It's entertaining, movie. and it does include it's got, I, I, got amazing performances across the board. The production design is some of the best I've ever seen in a movie. I've seen other sci-fi movies from 1979, and they look like children made them in comparison. Yeah. Uh, it does include uh, my favorite movie monster of all time, the alien, yeah, the xenomorph, same. Yep. yeah. Um, although, when I mean, you look at two, you look at two sci-fi movies from '79. You look at this and the Black Hole. This looks like it was made by adults who know what they're doing. <laughs> uh, the other one is like so brightly lit, and yeah, I mean, it's a fun movie. Love that movie. It's no Alien. It's I mean. Uh, and and oh, oh hey listeners, you want a fun double feature? Watch the black hole followed by Event Horizon because it is the prequel. How about that? Okay, go on. That's a hot take. That's that's uh, it's one of the last things we're going to say on this episode because like how what else can we say? What else can we say about Alien that we that hasn't already uh, been said? It's, but it's a great movie. It's a it's an amazing movie. And yeah, Ridley Scott knew what he was doing. Um, even though like uh, I his Alien movies recently, Prometheus and. Um, what's the other one? Alien something? What's what's, what's Covenant? That? Covenant. Sorry, I completely forgot. I'm not a huge fan of those movies. I appreciate them on many levels. Especially other movies that I love, especially Prometheus. I think Prometheus on its own is kind of an amazing movie. Um, Covenant, not so much for me. Uh, although I don't like them as much as like you know the original Alien films. But having said all that, it's hard to deny Scott is an amazing filmmaker now because he's still knocking them out of the park i mean how excited are you we're getting two within a month of each other i I, one i'm very excited for the other one okay fine (laughs) it's happening he's going back to this to the to the sword fighting sandals like kind of shit that he did with like i guess kingdom of heaven he's doing another kingdom of heaven come on i'm sure i'll like it i'm sure i will enjoy it but you're 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 house of gucci yeah you're happy for house of gucci yeah Yes, it's it's incredible to me. Oh it, my god, it looks great! <laughs> I, I went to go see a movie a few days ago, and they played both those trailers back to back, and I'm like, "Wow, that's awesome!" Ridley Scott is having a moment. Um, yeah, and it, it's uh, it's it's nice when he puts out uh, two movies in a year. Yeah. Uh, he did it with Covenant and All the Money in the World, and uh, that was a fun time. And now we're getting it again. Yeah. Two completely different fucking genres, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gimme, gimme. Uh, he, uh, nobody really is on his level. Maybe, uh, well, Soderbergh is on his level in terms of, like, output. But in terms yeah. of, like, big budget films on that level, um, as, as like, prolific as he is and as old as he is. I mean, how, how old is really Scott now? He's, he's like, oh, wow. he's, he's, uh, he's, like, 80 something? Yeah. I'd say he's 80, something like that. I mean, he's no Clint Eastwood, but... No. Uh, 
Uh, he ain't no spring chicken chicken either. Yeah, basically. Uh, Scott's 83. 83. He's still pumping yeah. them out like, like still, nobody's business. Two movies in a year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, bless him. Yeah. Bless him. He rules. Uh, and with that, I think that's it. We've covered it. That's your top 25 we of did all it. time, Matt Curiel. Yeah, I love these movies. Yeah. They're pretty damn good. Yeah. It would have been weird if you said, you know what? I don't care for these movies. You know what? Never mind. Um, that's. I'm just kidding. They're yeah, all just, garbage. No, they're all garbage. Uh, surprise. Uh, but no. <laughs> there you go. That's the list. And again, check out the list on the episode page on the Talk Film Society website or Matt Curion's Letterboxd. Or, you know, uh, you can find it. Or just listen to this yeah. episode again and you'll get it. Yeah. But uh, with that, Matt, plugs, uh, where can the people listening find ah. you online? You can find me at the real Matt C literally everywhere uh, i use that name everywhere and uh, you can also find me as the co-host of monsters never die it's the spooky talk film society podcast where jacob denoble and i talk about monster movies remakes of those monster movies and their rip-offs and uh, stay tuned for next month uh, we're heading off to haddonfield it's gonna be fun Ooh, nice i'm excited um, and that's it. Uh, I said my plugs at the beginning of the show uh, in the intro I'm going to record later. And um, that leaves <laughs> me to say the catchphrase I always say at the end of all these shows. Hey, I see you at the movies. No, I never say that. All right, bye. <laughs>